0: Hey everybody, Adrian here, one of the co-hosts of Sidebar Forever, the new version of the former Sidebar Pop Culture Podcast. Every month, Sidebar Forever posts brand new episodes discussing and examining pop culture and art-related topics. However, as a bonus and a reminder to listeners who followed us in our previous incarnation, we're representing some of our vintage back episodes many of our classic interviews and roundtables will once again be available in our podcast feed. So, please enjoy this back episode from the archives, and don't forget to subscribe to Sidebar Forever on SidebarForever.com, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else you get your podcast. And hey, follow us on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so you don't miss a single new episode of Sidebar
1: Forever. Welcome
2: back to Sidebar, the comics, art, and pop culture podcast where we feature the greatest art leader talk around. My name is Swain Hunt. I am one of the hosts of the show. I am Dwight Clark, another host of the show. And I'm Adrian Johnson, the other host of the show. Gentlemen, we just finished an exciting interview with the amazing, incredible, dynamic artist La- Lanil, Lanil Yu. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know his work from Becoming <laughs> Indestructible Hulk. You yes, know his work from- From Super Crux. You know his work from- Wolverine. Rose, and, yes. yes. and Silent Dragon. And Avengers. X-Men. Avengers. X-Men. X-Men. <laughs> you know his work. <laughs> you know his work. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you is an awesome artist. We had a great conversation Absolutely. with the guy. The Quiet Superstars, Adrian mm-hmm. said. Um, Definitely one of those conversations where I was a fan, but now I'm, I'm even more of a fan after having had an, an interaction with him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Adrian, Lanil was someone that you wanted to have on. Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. This was, although we were all fans uh, in a way, but you were definitely, uh, this was definitely your guy. Sprint Um, yes. um what, How'd you first discover his work, man? Uh, well, back when I was in my late teens, he started on Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And
0: I don't know, immediately when I picked up that book, it was like, Okay, okay, cool. Because you can see semblance of uh, Portacio in his work, mm-hmm. just with the heavy blacks and the kind of staging of the figures. Mm-hmm. I said, like, this kind of looks like Portacio, you know, mm-hmm. who I was also a fan of from the image stuff. Mm-hmm. And then gradually you started seeing Laniel grow as we get into the interview. Mm-hmm. Like After Wildcat's X-Men, Golden Age came out from Travis Charest, mm-hmm. it was like, Lynell took that and imbued it in his own work, mm-hmm. and kind of came up with this new style mm-hmm. that was at once gritty but clean. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how he's able to, you know, juxtapose both of those, mm-hmm. and we talk about that in the interview
2: as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. I I, I think because uh, I was I started picking up the New Avengers stuff mm-hmm. when I saw him uh, uh, when I saw his name on the covers. But um, I, my first interaction with uh, with his art was um, six or seven years in. He said when he was on Superman Birthright with uh, yeah. with Mark Wade, mm-hmm. and immediately I was like, "Wow, okay, this guy's really talented." I mean, the designs were awesome, mm-hmm. um, the whole look of it, and then the color the covers were all very iconic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't boring, they weren't the same, mm-hmm. and yet they felt related. You know, and I felt like that was on purpose, maybe yeah. on mm-hmm. his part. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I thought I thought he was an awesome artist, and then you know, have since you know just kind of followed. A, a, you know his path uh, after that, mm-hmm. but um, he was a great guy. He talks about his process. Adrian has some great process stuff for him. He mm-hmm. talks about Superman Birthright. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talks about uh, being an artist based out of uh, uh, Manila in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Uh, some concept artwork he did. His concept yeah. artwork for uh, Firefly. Yes, Serenity. 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 Okay, and um. And he also talks about you know working in different media. Um, he's been experimenting with uh, with a wet media. Mm. <laughs>
0: yes,
3: <laughs> uh, so, much is, so,
2: so much as Adrian pointed out has made it to full fruition as far as Marvel
3: covers go. Like the, yeah, yeah, there's a mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. issue that he did was well, the processes on DeviantArt. art exactly totally
2: mm-hmm. um, you know came to fruition. Looks really good. hmm An amazing an amazing artist and definitely. Uh, seem- man. So uh, we definitely think you guys are going to enjoy the interview. Mm-hmm. Check him out online. He's got a DA page. I don't think he has a blog, does he? He does. He it's com. Okay. Check him out on his blog. And uh, you can't Facebook friend him because he you know, he ain't got time for all that. Mm-hmm. He, he fooled up. 5,000 five, 5,
3: strong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we addressed that also. Yeah, right exactly. Right, We're yes. working on that. <laughs> right, right.
3: <laughs>
2: but you can like him. Yeah. <laughs> You like him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely check him out. And here's our interview with, uh, with Lanil Yu. The Interview.
0: Coming up, you and I are roughly about the same age. They've been like, you know, rabbit fans of the image era. And then obviously one of those mm-hmm. image artists was uh, uh, Willis Portacio. What was it about those artists when you were coming up that inspired you and perhaps even inspire you even today?
4: Um, I really don't know. I was just blown away. Um, I first um, saw him on a TV show when he was back when he was promoting um, Uncanny X-Men. That was a time when Jim um, he actually came to the Philippines and he um, this is before he tried to form a studio. He was just showing this this spread um, was actually was actually he um, um, was also promoting Jim Lee's um, X-Men. I think. Okay. But at the same time, I, um, he also showed his drawings on TV, and it was like really. My mind was blown. I wasn't reading comics back then, but I was drawing, I've been drawing all my life, and, and I just realized that I could, you know, this is actually a real career, and um, it's actually possible. And then I've, you know, I've just, uh, my, my classmates lent me some of this work, and I've just He's an awesome artist, and not only because he's Filipino. You know, it's it's just not just the, the, the being nationalist and all this stuff. It's
1: mm-hmm.
4: I, I, it's really hard to to quantify why I I'm i really drawn to his artwork. Yeah. I think I think it's just you know the way he draws you know figures and muscles and uh, mm-hmm. the veins and all this stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you also then you also mentioned that you went to a school taught by Portasio and that he actually didn't like your work at first. Now now was the school something that. <laughs> Was the school something akin to, like, um, Joe Kubert here in the States, or was it just simply um, training in his studio?
4: Actually, I went in um, before the school was set up. Mm-hmm. So I was actually more of this sort of like a private thing. Okay. Or, this wing. It's not really a formal school. So um, he first hired my, my longtime collaborator, Jerry Ellen and Mm-hmm. as inker and then this is before i knew jerry and i i sent my stuff over and he totally hated it and i could he understand it was, it was pretty horrible <laughs> pretty horrible it was really I was, I was really literally trying to trying to copy his works. um i think it's it's uncanny x-men 281 mm-hmm. or something like yep. that the, the mm-hmm. cover with, with Colossus and
0: um, uh jane gray and storm and yes mm-hmm.
4: yeah that was that was practically staple to my <laughs> to my drawing table. Or uh, I've been saying at that, that stuff. And um, yeah, and, and and he didn't like it at all. And then Jerry was like, "Oh, you should try. Give, give this guy a try." And 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 unfortunately, he did. Um, the school was formed right after, and um, it's a, it's a much smaller school. It's it's more like a basically one room of um of a center of a learning center. Mm-hmm. Which Which teaches a lot of different stuff, like computer stuff like you know if you want to learn on photoshop or, or i don't know or c basic whatever and and one of his courses was Wolf wilbertcio's um um comic book school mm-hmm. um he, he wasn't really teaching personally most of the time but um but, but i wasn't i didn't belong in that school i was i was more uh part of uh, part of his um studio.
3: Okay, yeah. Okay. so is this school still in existence to this date, or is it something that was just uh, um, at that time? Oh, no, no, it was just at that time. That was okay. uh,
4: 15 years ago. Right, yeah. okay. Because so he, he moved back to the States,
0: and then um, the school closed down. Okay. Right. Now, you also mentioned that um, Portasio was actually the first one to get you on work over at Wildstorm. Um, at the time, did you get a chance to actually come over here to the States, to the studio, and maybe even meet Jim Lee? Or was it just still a long distance thing?
4: Actually, um, Wills was—he was, was, um, he, he was forming a, like a satellite studio for Wildstorm. Mm. But unfortunately, the, the comic book market wasn't doing really, you know, really well uh, during that time. It was it actually they, they were cutting books, and I unfortunately I wasn't—I wasn't able to, to do any Wildstorm work. Uh, we uh. Were, I was supposed to do some. You know, I was supposed to be one of the guys that he's going to be. I was going to be, decent, uh, be doing some work for them, but um, they didn't have anything for me during that time. Um, he, he uh, The studio was doing one book um, for a while, so which was Hazard. Um, it was yeah. uh, with Roy, mm-hmm. Roy Allen Martinez Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and Jerry. He, uh, uh, when I was there, they didn't have any work for me, so he brought my work over to to, uh, to Marble Comics. Um, he went to San Diego Comic-Con and showed my work to, to uh, my then- uh, you know, my future editors back then, and um, I was really—it was really, you know, serendipity and and uh, great timing. Oh. I was—it it, it was just uh, g- good timing. I wasn't even ready yet, I, I, I believe. I, I just—you know—it was just uh, a great opportunity, and and, and I, I can't thank Wolf enough for for everything. He's awesome. Yeah.
2: Hey, Lenil, I, I got to ask you, man, because I guess that was back in '97. Um, but uh, after Will's passed your stuff along to Marvel and they gave you Wolverine, one of their flagship titles to draw, <laughs> how, how thrown were you by that opportunity? Because, I mean, it's a bit like, you know, them saying, OK, kid, we've seen you doing your doing your reps. We've seen you practicing. <laughs> we, we've decided to let you join the big team. But guess what? You're going to be the first string running back. And you probably were like, wait, 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 w- what, what, wait, hold on. What's going on?
4: <laughs> I don't know. It's it's the number four book back then. I was yeah. um, it, to be honest, it didn't really sink in that much. I I was I, I was okay back then, and um, it, it was just surreal. And um, I just remember not being, you know, just I, I was spending like three days on a page and all that stuff. And wow. um, and I was really I couldn't grow women back then. <laughs> and it was just. Um, I think I coped well. Uh, I didn't. I didn't panic. I didn't freeze like some other artists who, you know, who just um, choked. Um, yeah. I think I pulled it off. But it was just insane. It was. It was really just. I owe my whole career to 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 that title, to Wolverine, and mm-hmm. I was just. Um, had I had I gotten a different book, I wouldn't. I don't think I would be. You know, you'd be talking to me today. <laughs> if, if that was just, that. that yeah, that book, that opportunity really shaped my whole career,
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: and and he's really become Great. one of your signature characters. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's a such thing as a Yu Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you draw a Wolverine like nobody's business. You
4: know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> thank you, thank you. Um, I think my Wolverine really um, came to shape the way that I really wanted it just during the during the uh, the the sideways X Men book. Mm-hmm. Um with the Grant Morrison, and then the ultimate um Hulk versus Wolverine um yeah. uh, series. I think yeah, I think that's the kind of that's the look of Wolverine that I can still look at today and, you know, be proud of it.
0: <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was gonna ask in regards to around this time with um, Wolverine and then um subsequently uh, around that same time, another book came out that may have had some influence on you, as it did a lot of people. Uh, and that would be, you know, Wildcats X-Men by Travis Sheree. Yes. It seemed like once that came out, everyone, me, everyone, yeah. you know, just kind of took that as a Bible. Like, OK, comic art is taking a turn for like, wow, you mm-hmm. know, and it seemed like once that came out for you. Um, your style took a different route as well. Like, I know after that, uh, once you started on High Roads, there was definitely, like, a chare influence in there. Probably a little bit of Hughes oh, yeah. as well. Uh, what, what was it about Charae's work at that time that, that struck you and, you know, made you kind of integrate that uh, same type of feeling into your stuff?
4: Uh, it, it's hard to talk about Charae without, you know, sounding
0: Go ahead,
1: fanboy.
4: <laughs> yeah, um, I, um to put it, you uh, know, I, I definitely worship the guy, and um, <laughs> I think he's the greatest artist in the whole world. So uh, <laughs> that's cool. And uh, but I, I don't know. It's it's the detail. It's the gracefulness, and um, it's the. The way he drew the, the faces, the the folds, and it's just beautiful. And it's just um, my first class work. Actually, our uh, first class work. Um, I, I first noticed him when he did um, um Wildcats with uh, James Robinson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. 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 It was awesome. And um, that was before he became, you know, godlike. So yeah,
3: um, <laughs> wasn't too long after that he became yeah, godlike.
4: Mhm.
3: He took a whole another spin when he when he got illustrative with his work. It was it was absolutely incredible when he went illustrative. Mm-hmm. So I understand what you're saying, yeah. and, and you're right. That Alan Moore thing that you're alluding to now with the with the Wildcats is just, you know, absolutely a, a benchmark I think for his his, his upgrade to a, almost a, a fine artist status in some degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: it's just um, and, and then you know, and, and then the the Golden Age uh, Wildcats X Men was just yes, he, he became you know, the, an all time you know. Hard god of industry. <laughs> um, my, my my actual my real bible is actually the Wildcat Trade Paperback, the um, Street Life. Was it? Street, right. smart. street, street smart. smart. Street smart. Street smart. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Fact, uh, street, street smart. Sorry. Street. Oh, I'm sorry. And that's uh, that's uh, that's actual um, um trade paperback that's that's basically um, on my drawing uh, table for years. Wow. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's a good benchmark. It's a it's, you know, it's good to reach for the stars, and when you fall short, you still, you know, go. You, you still end up in the roof. So that's a, you know, it's a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: like that, man. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Hey, now, now another aspect I wanted to um, discuss with you, um, Linnell, is the uh, Filipino comic scene there, and kind of like the homegrown pride that a lot of the um, uh, Pinoy artists have, you know, and it's not just um, mm-hmm. stars like yourself, but even um, smaller indie um, um, guys that are working over there in the Philippines and several mm-hmm. Pinoy artists work here in the States, but still come back home and make their own projects there. How, how involved are you in like that local comic scene there in Manila and in the islands? Um, have you had an opportunity to work with any of like the smaller um, you know, publishers there or even think about making your own stuff?
4: um actually jerry is the this is the one of the pioneers and he's one of the he's the one that's really um heavily into into the Filipino or local industry it's not it, it's a misconception to think that it's it's the same industry that's you know that that you guys are familiar with from the seventies and eighties uh-huh. um the one that's the one that you know that introduced um redondo and you know, and and all the masters yes. uh, yes. yeah this is actually a, this is actually a whole new industry Built from scratch by these guys who are just really passionate about about doing comics. Mm-hmm. The the audience are different. Um, the target audience are way different. Mm-hmm. So um, um, it's most a lot of them are, are English language mm-hmm. as opposed to the old um, to the older industry, which was mostly in Filipino. Mm-hmm. And um, um, it's, it's the, the, these guys are really passionate. They they built this new quote unquote industry from scratch. Using their own money, and, and and they're they're just it's just a much uh, bigger accomplishment than than you know just trying to revive the old the old industry from, mm-hmm. from, from from decades ago. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, i I I'm still not able to to um, contribute to to it, but you know it's I'm I'm still quite young, and I, I intend to to uh, do some some um, homegrown publishing. Yeah, but um. Um, Marvel, Marvel, and Miller keeps
2: him busy. <laughs> uh, that's, that's
4: a good thing. Yeah, sure.
2: Lanil <laughs> man, we're we're all all three of us are real big fans of uh of of the uh the uh, the Filipino artists that uh, that we found in the in the '70s and Ooh. the '80s. Mm-hmm. Alfred Alcala and Ruth Alex Briones. Yes, yeah. all of those guys are yeah. just fantastic craftsmen. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, big fans hey I first discovered your work man almost 10 years after you went uh, you went pro uh, when you collaborated with uh, with Mark mm-hmm. Wade on DC Superman Birthright um, oh
4: cool that's actually no this is, a basic, is
2: a, I think that's 6 years after I broke in oh ok 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 I didn't realize yeah. I didn't realize but I, I wasn't and, and, and oddly enough I wasn't following comics fandom uh, very much at the time it, that was uh, uh, just a few years after I'd gotten married but but uh, what was the fan reaction to you and Mark's reimagining of, uh, of Superman's origin? Because um, I'm sure there was some pushback, right?
4: Yeah, it was, um, I think it was just the lukewarm. Um, I think, in hindsight, that we're, we're, uh, that, that's how it was looked look at with more, you know, with, with, with the little colored glasses. But during that time, it was, it was just okay. We were supposed to be, uh, as it was introduced to me, we were supposed to be doing our own universe, um, it's not a, it's not supposed to be part of the continuity. It's, it's, the way they described it to me, was just, it, it, it's supposed to be self-contained. And
1: mm-hmm.
4: that's why I got, you know, I got to do all the de- designs without mm-hmm. any, you know, without any uh, um, input from, from anyone else. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I get to, you know, do whatever I want. And uh, I was really flattered that years after they, they actually put it in, tried to infuse it with, um, uh, into the, the regular universe. But it was a lot of fun, and Mark Wade is a you know great artist to a uh, writer to collaborate with, and uh, I'm really proud of it. Um, I'm, I'm so you know I still look at it, and and uh, as it turns out, uh, that's also Mark Miller's uh, favorite uh, comic book of mine. So that probably got me the Miller miller
2: world kick <laughs> it's miller time uh yeah <laughs> no that's that's cool man i i really loved the book when i first saw it i was like wow this stuff is really interesting and the designs were interesting and clean and clean, clean. Yeah. yeah yeah it was uh and it was it was a complete you know updating of all the that stuff i mean you guys mm-hmm. it was almost as if and I, this is always the uh the correlation i make it was almost as if um like let's say the show Smallville yep. ended, and they did a show called Metropolis. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it felt mm-hmm. to me. It felt like a like almost like a TV series with uh you know with some you know some grit to it. Mm-hmm.
4: Cool. Yeah, and and the editor was also you know I think Eddie Ganz was telling me that his girlfriend back then was, was and he, he liked how he drew um um Clark and you know. <laughs> 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 I, think, I I'm sure Smallville. Uh, um, Influenced me a bit uh,
0: so
1: yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's um, jump into some process here. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that I noticed about your work, uh, Laniel, is you obviously have a love of mechanical things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you handle, like, your grasp of um, tech and machinery. It's obviously fantastical, but at the same time it looks functional, mm-hmm. you know. And I also saw on your DeviantArt page that you love cars. Mm-hmm. Now, are you a gearhead or mechanically inclined in real life, or is that just one of your passions when you're drawing?
4: Um, it's, uh, it's just, uh, well, I love cars, Yeah. but I'm not, I don't think I'm a gearhead. I don't, I've never, <laughs> I don't think I've, I've ever changed a tire in my life. <laughs> so, uh, so no, I'm not a gearhead. I do, I do, Um, I do, I did build my own computer back then, ah, okay. and I like, you know, just assemble the whole thing and, and play games with it, but that's it. Okay. Um, but my biggest influence in, in tech is, oh, I guess it's Travis, I guess. Sure, okay.
1: then
4: and then, you know, different um, um, uh, sci-fi movies and then video mm-hmm. games. So, what? so it's a different stuff,
3: so, but... Like, like what for example would be a sci fi movie that you could reference that, would, that you would say what was something that you utilized for one of your images?
4: Oh well when I was younger I was drawing of course, you know, when I when I was start I was a kid I was trying uh, Macross Cross and, um, oh, okay. and yeah. Transformers. Yeah and, of course. Course. and a bit of Um I guess I guess some, some, some mushroom show... I'm not. I wasn't really heavy into into him, but um, I'm sure seeing those images are just you know, they're just so powerful that it's, it's a- inevitable that those things would would you know creep into my my artwork.
1: Oh yeah.
4: Um, also, I, I I like the steampunk look of, of Gillian movies. I guess yeah, okay Brazil mm-hmm. and, and all, you know that that thing also um, um, influenced me. Um, I'm drawing a blank right now, but um, I'll get back to you. But it's mostly the cartoons I'd seen when I was younger, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay, cool, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then also, in in regards to that, um, you've done concept work for productions outside of comics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amongst which um, you designed some vehicles and ships that were actually on screen for just a second in the movie Serenity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, were you contacted by Joss Whedon personally or his people for that particular gig, or how did you come across that?
4: Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was, um, I-, I did meet Joss Whedon uh, like a year after. Oh, okay. Um, I did that, and he, he definitely was—you know—he he was very enthusiastic about it, and then he was saying, you know, he was telling me like, yeah, I, I, I told him I love this stuff, and what I don't, I'm not sure what what part of I love this stuff they didn't get. I guess he was talking <laughs> about some that didn't make it through. Yeah, I think I owe uh, that gig to Jeff Loeb,
1: okay.
4: mm-hmm. and I think he was he was the one who pitched me to to, um, to Barry Chucid, um um, Josh Frieden's a production designer for for the movie, and it was really a, an easy gig. I just sent them one image per per design, and those three guys, you know, ran with it.
1: Hmm.
4: And uh, it's the easiest design work I ever did. And,
1: wow, uh, okay. It was
4: a lot of fun because I hate doing the isometric, you know, the front, side, and back mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So. Just, just being happy just you know sending them one I think if you've seen the these art uh, drawings, that that's the only image I sent them and then they, they just made it you know turned it to a 3D living thing. Right? Yeah,
0: that, that's yeah. where I got, yeah, that's where I saw the stuff at. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah.
3: yeah, that's incredible because, like you said, most of the times they do want that isometric view, you know, exactly. <laughs> It's like to go just from one image and say, hey, let's let's lock off on that and get somebody else to do the, all, all the other 3D represent, representations of it is pretty incredible. So, mm-hmm. congratulations on that, man. That's, that's awesome.
4: Oh, thank you.
0: And now, do you keep up with, like, concept art, like with the stuff from uh, Massive Black and other concept artists? um, Do you find yourself, like, taking a look at uh, that particular type of work and applying that to your work or just, you know, just for your own personal enjoyment as well?
4: That is actually my um, biggest frustration. I would love to do those um, speed paintings and those amazing photorealistic sketches, you know, those doodles that look... Well, like pictures and, and, and scenes from afar. That's 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 one skill that I really want to acquire, and I'm mm. I'm still trying to to delve into it. Um, it's just yeah. If I could, you know, if I could improve on 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 one area, that would be it. Aside from drawing beautiful women like Adam Eve, sure, <laughs> right? But yeah, yeah, that would be yeah. I'm 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 definitely a huge fan of that kind of artwork, and I I, I browse uh, deviant art a lot, and and and. Amazed by by these guys who who just churn out these amazing concept art drawings. And yes, definitely, I'm a huge fan of that.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Well, it definitely looks like you don't stop experimenting because, Mm -hmm. you know, you see all different types of techniques that you're trying on your own, like the Copic markers on canvas Mm -hmm. and then your digital paintings and Mm -hmm. drawings. Mm -hmm. So you're definitely making progress towards that direction because that stuff is hot. It really is. Like Captain America? Yeah. Sir. Thank you. Yeah,
3: unfortunately, Marvel...
4: Marvel would still prefer me to, you know, to do the uh, a line artist. So sure. <laughs> a lot of those uh, stuff that I've been, you know, just gabbling on, well, mo- like 80% of those don't really reach my my you know, <laughs> my comic book pages or covers. So, mm-hmm. but that's unfortunate. But I think I'm, I'm, you know, I think it's still I'm, I'm still improving. It's still uh, helping me improve in some areas like shading and shadows and stuff. Because before I didn't pay attention to those. And lately, I've been um, I've been trying to you know put in more effort to to do you know dramatic lighting and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is
3: uh, directly owed to to, to uh, art and, and paintings and stuff. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're branching off into like like I can see it like affecting a lot of your your newer work too, like that um, that um, uh, Alpha Flight coverage you did with North Star and, and Aurora and, and Sasquatch on it. Um, I can see that the painting work oh, yeah. evolving and, and think, so it looks really good. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh thanks. That's purely uh, digital though. Mm-hmm. Um uh, okay. And um yeah, well, I'm glad you liked it. I'm, I'm not exactly sure I'm I'm completely 100% um proud of that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, but um yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Sure. I appreciate that you guys,
3: you know, like it. Yeah. Well, we're all on Worst Critics, Francis, so, I mean, yeah, you know, exactly. we, all, like, we all kind of look at ourselves <laughs> like, oh, did I, did I put that out there? <laughs> no. I understand.
0: Yeah, now, let me actually, in regards to, like, your Marvel work, Lin-il, um, Your new Avengers run, which which I love, mm-hmm. um, primarily because it was um, done from your pencils.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's a certain, like, mm-hmm. um, grittiness and just, like, I don't know, that, that, that you get from, like, your pencil work, you know, mm-hmm. and I loved it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: With them going straight from your princ- pencils on that Avengers run, was it just a matter of um, just saving time, or, you know, how did Marvel go along with it without trying to match you up with, uh, with an anchor like Jerry or, you know, saving Mark Morales? Mm-hmm.
4: I think that New Avengers thing was a product of um, me doing the ultimate uh, Wolverine versus Hulk. Which okay. Was originally, which was shot from pencils.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And um, hold on. I also did uh, some covers. And before that, I was doing covers uh, using straight pencils. Ah. All right. Um, I'm not. I'm not really sure back then. if mm-hmm. They were. They wanted it that way because they're still paying extra for the for the enhanced pencils. So they're not really saving that much money. From it. I think it's more uh, creative. um Um decision to do that mm, okay they're paying me extra for that and they're also paying extra to the colorist because apparently it's, it's it's harder to color um nowadays i think it's also it, it's a you know it's i think it's a budget constraint mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just trying to think and um they they, they put me back with an incur Mark my morale because I'm, I'm i was going to do um secret secret invasion uh, which is a mainstream, yeah. high-profile book, exactly. and I totally agree. Um, if I were going to do um, a crossover book, it has to be something that is uh, that that's um, appealing to to as many comic book uh, readers as possible. So, so yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I did get positive um, responses for, from from my all pencil work, but it did have its its detractors, and um, hmm. I agree. Really Marvel that we have to make it look as, as appealing to to most people.
0: Yeah, that that's true. That's true. Because I know with Secret Invasion, as great and anchor as I think Mark Morales is, I love his stuff. Mm-hmm. It was almost like too slick for your stuff. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And then in regards to that also, I wanted to ask as well, uh, when you turn in just your pencils and they know that they're going to do, they're going to shoot just just from your pencils. Are you responsible for, like, cleaning up the pencils yourself before you turn them in? Or do you just pass them off to the colorist and then they handle all the um, uh, post-production and everything before they get started coloring those pages? Right,
4: right. I'm responsible for every single thing except for the last covers I did for... um an um, indestructible hall, colored by by Val Staples, mm-hmm. which I think he did a an outstanding job of of, of of he he darkened it a bit. But I even that I, I actually cleaned that up. So I I, I clean um, all my pages, and um, I remember that being a pain in the the ass because sure. I I, I, I yeah. still um I still yeah cause it, I I would uh, I would do the strokes for the for the borders for the panel borders, and, and that that takes time. So I actually spend uh, a good 30 to 30 minutes to one hour, 10 hours just to clean the pages, sometimes two two hours. So I was not I was also kind of kind of relieved to have an inker again. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, even if I, now. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good to just turn in the page and, and stuff.
3: No, and do X marks the spot where the inking goes so they can just take it from there? I
4: don't know. No, well, I, I actually try to try to block all the because I need to visualize the, the page. So I never, I'm, I'm not really big into the, just the, doing the X's on the, on the black. So mm-hmm. I, I usually just, do, I usually really, you know, do the, the, the blacking with the, with the, with the pencils.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's interesting because it's almost like at once, you, you're such a great draftsman, mm-hmm. Neil. It's like at once your pages have that really nice grit to them, mm-hmm. but are also very sharp. Mm-hmm. They're very clean. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's and it's really, okay. really cool how, you know, you're able to um balance both of those, mm-hmm. you know.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks, thanks. And um I tell you that again if I you know, if I ever perhaps if they put me back on, on I don't know, on a Wolverine on a special series and, and, and I think I think it it, it um it it it's it's appropriate for, for certain titles. It's not always appropriate for, for, for all titles. For mm-hmm. example, I'm not sure if it's a good fit for Fantastic Four mm-hmm. or even Spider Man mm-hmm. could be too, you know. Um, I, I think if I if I ever did Spider Man I would you know, I would probably prefer it to be inked. Honestly, maybe it would have been a good thing for 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 Hawk, I guess, but mm-hmm. um I think the response from 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 Avenging Spider Man five and yeah. I guess Super Trucks mm-hmm. was really good so we decided to to adapt it for, for Intuitable Hulk and I, I think Jerry is a, is a great inker uh, and he fits me real well and and, um, and yeah, you know, there, there's a certain look that inkers due to my artwork that I also like and also um, um I think a lot of people are also, they, they, they prefer it and, and so yeah, and there, there are drawbacks and there are definitely a lot of positives about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, I was just about to mention, um, Jerry's, um, ink work over you. I know that he's been a long time, um, anchor and collaborator with you on, on the art. And you guys definitely have a signature style, you know, almost like, you know, Lee and Williams and right. Byrne and Austin and, you know, the other great inking art teams, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I think, uh, oh, great. yo, oh yes. I mean, it's definitely a signature, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. um, when you first started, you um, were using like uh, Egert Tedeo, which I think was one of your mm-hmm, uh, studio yeah. mates uh, back in the old days in mm-hmm. um studio. Mm-hmm. How did you how you come in contact with um, Jerry? Like I know that he was also working in the studio as well.
4: Um, well, first time I met him was he was a okay. This is an interesting. Sorry, um, Lee went to the Philippines after, uh, uh, like two decades ago, mm-hmm. and he uh, he judged this um, this. Uh, uh, a a two-page, um, art contest, and, uh, he and Jerry were actually, uh, the judges. Hmm. And, um, so, uh, that was the first time Jerry saw my work. It was, a, you know, a page or two of, of Dairy Devil. Okay. And, um... Jay, Jay, was, Jay Lee was awesome, by the way. He, he drew this huge Hellshock drawing on a wall.
1: Ah, there like you a, go. Yeah, man.
3: That Hellshock was really a shock, too. It was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, ser- it, it was, I mean, seriously. No, no, yeah. it, was, it was great stuff, man. I mean, I'm not going off on rabbit trails. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
4: So he, he was, Jerry and, and Roy were the first team um, in Wolf's Petassa Studios. They were, they were the, the, the head artists of that studio. Mm-hmm. They were doing the the Wildstorm book, and um, I'm not sure. Maybe um, I already left Wolf's Studio when when Jerry inked me on um, on the Sideways X Men on, on the X Men annual. Mm-hmm. I think we were just uh, we, we became friends after after you know after I, I got into the studio, and um, the Wildstorm book was was drying up, I guess. And um, so I'm not—I'm not sure if I'm, I'm remembering this accurately. Okay. But the lot they weren't doing any more stuff for Wild farm, So, so, um, and and uh, I think Abigail was was—he uh, shifted to coloring, which you know we right. actually collaborated. Three of us, uh, and and, and um, high Highroads, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah, Edgar mm-hmm. was coloring, Jerry was inking. So. That was um, you know. So I, I, I guess we were just uh, we became friends and and you know just decided to work with each other.
0: And uh, that was, yeah, was lucky to have him. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, now, I got an off-the-wall question here. While I was thinking about it, <laughs> Ye- <laughs> years ago, uh, back when I was younger, and I started getting into your work on Wolverine. You know, like, I remember seeing you in, like, um, Wizard, that, that, that one picture of you in Wizard, yeah, where you yeah. had the little mustache and the hair was back. <laughs> I still remember that. I was like, hey, he was as old as I am. <laughs> but <laughs> that's not my question. But <laughs> when um, I remember seeing that picture, though, and just really digging your work, I was like, let me find out some more about um, this guy. Mm-hmm. So I went online. Uh, you might You might know where I'm going. I went online at the time. And the only website that I could find a mention of of you was something called the Crooked Sugar Spam Shack. What was that?
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was. It was just me trying to make a website, just trying to get into the internet thing. Okay. But, um, obviously, Jerry was actually the one who's more. Inter- uh, he's more connected to the internet.
0: Definitely. Um, he, yeah.
4: He blogs and he, he does more with the internet than than I do. So I was it was just um, me trying to, trying to well, you know, just trying to make use of a new medium, and uh, I wrote some pretty um, um, embarrassing stuff in there. Yes, that I remember I those. <laughs> wish, you know, I would wish to be completely erased. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for mentioning it. Oh um, <laughs> no! Somebody remember that. But, uh, the internet
3: is forever, okay, monkey, man. Okay, on
4: to the next topic.
0: <laughs> well, I, I think you got your wish though, because I tried to search on it again and nothing. Like it's it's gone. So whatever was there has been erased mysteriously. There's yeah. always there's
3: always the way back machine though. So <laughs> that's true. I know. I know. Just kidding it's <laughs> quite all right.
4: I'm, I'm going to have nightmares for days now.
2: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Lanil, let me ask you this, uh, sir. Um, mm-hmm. Even though you work on, on lots of flagship books and, and mainstream titles, uh, you still make time to do creator own stuff like you know, High Roads and uh, Silent Dragon and, and Super Crooks. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that fascinates me because a lot of writers and a lot of artists that we read about and the ones that we talk to on this show, they say they want to do their own thing, but I mean, their own thing never sees the light of day. And some of them who might be listening right now, they know who they are, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, in other words, talk is, talk is cheap. Um, how tough is it for you to take time off or to, uh, to set aside something that might be a more high profile gig, um, like an indestructible Hulk or a new Avengers or civil war or whatever, to do personal projects.
4: Um, it's actually not the same as as the others because, first of all, Mark Miller is a huge name, so it's not really like I'm doing something under the radar. Yeah, um, right. It's not. Yeah, it's not a hard decision to, especially especially coming off the heels of Nemesis and and, and Kick Ass.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
4: you know, so it was a no-brainer. It was. I, well, I still consider it as a mainstream work actually. But it was quite different when I did um high roads mm. during that time I was um basically kicked off X Men and um you know, I was you know, I was my self esteem wasn't that you know, that high. I was like, Oh well, where do I go from now? Everything okay. is downhill from X Men mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 And um and Wild Storm basically just um they they offered me this, you know, um a chance to be among you know, Chris Bichello, Joe Madurera, and and Timber Tore, right. you know, to be a equipped hire. I was like oh, that's a huge ego boost for me and um, <laughs> to um honestly, um High Roads and, and even Fallen Dragon, there were initially brainchilds of, of um, Scott Lobdell and Addie Devo and, Andy Degel, and I, you know, mm-hmm. I of course supplied the, the imagery. And uh, they're they you know, they're just great guys to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, um, even yeah, but I still think that um book co- co- was still pretty high profile back then, oh, yes. even though I'm I'm you know, I'm it was on decline when I came in. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't it was still not as, as challenging as what others other people are doing right now. So I could understand their apprehension, and honestly, I have a I have a, my own know, my own story I want to do sure. that I that I don't think I can pull off. I could I don't think I could do you know I could risk doing on my own. And um, so so yeah, I'm 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 not I'm not um, it's not how you, you know how. It's not how you're picturing it to be. Um, I'm actually just like anyone else. I could have pulled the trigger on mm-hmm. my own um, ideas.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, well, well. I, I the, the way I was trying the, the way I was trying to frame the question was more so in the sense of uh, you working on an X Men book, or an Avengers book, or a Hulk book. Mm-hmm. Those books have their own built-in audience, whether uh, Leneal Yu is on it or not, whether Mark Miller is on it or not. Mm-hmm. There are people who are going to buy those yeah. books. And and I've even heard uh, Bendis talk about uh, the audience for Powers is very different from mm-hmm. his audience when he was on Daredevil or when he's on New Avengers. It, it's it's not necessarily the same thing. I mean, the numbers can't be the same for uh, Super Crooks as it is for um, you know Wolverine. Yeah, for Wolverine or something else that you would be doing yeah. with uh, with Mark, maybe even Superior for that matter. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, well, well, it's it's true. Um, it's definitely true, but it's also a safe. Um, it's a safe risk. Okay. Um, it's very calculated it's not um, um, at the very least I'm getting my my model rates and now it's turning out that I'll be you know it's it's the potential is huge and even even just we're just talking about comic books here you know, yeah you're right in <laughs> right and and, um, and Italy for example Panini it, it's um, so it's, it's no financial risk to me and I guess it's also you know the fact that I'm living in a in the Philippines, yeah, it's not. A, it's not. Gee, I could. Um, um, I could risk more than than you know. People living in the states or, or in places with with higher costs of living. True. Ah, and, exactly. Um, and um, I don't have you know. I don't have a kid, so I guess you know. There's there's, there's some wiggle room there. Uh-huh. Um, but honestly, you know, I I never you know, doubted uh, Mark Miller and. Um, I, I, you know, I thought it was a very, very. Uh, it, it was an no-brainer to,
2: to do a Miller Road book. I got you. I got you. But let me ask you this, because I, I mentioned I mentioned Superior, and if I'm not mistaken, um, it seems as if there was like an eight-month delay in between issues of that book uh, once it was launched. Is that is that about right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I did six uh,
4: issues of um, uh, Ultimate um, Avengers.
2: Right. Okay. Okay. Well, now I I had no idea that that was the reason uh, that 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 had happened. But my bigger question is is that is that there has been a huge shift in comics in the last I don't know seven ten years it seems, mm-hmm. kind of going back to the days of the speculator boom almost, where creators and maybe even publishers seemingly not really caring much about schedules and deadlines and uh, and meeting. The, uh, the mutual obligation with, uh, you know, with the audience and with the readers. Um, a lot of books are late, you know, and, and a lot of creators are like, yeah, you know, I don't care about it being late. I only care about it being good. And your reputation remains pretty solid in that regard, uh, you know, superior aside. I don't, like I said, I don't even know if it was your fault or marks or scheduling or whatever. But, but what's your opinion of that sort of screw-a-deadline mindset, you know, that, uh, that some people seem to have?
4: Okay funny because um, i just uh, i just realized um maybe a year and a half ago that missing a deadline is not bad of the world so <laughs> 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 i
1: was
4: like you know and people are fine you know just missed, you know bump it up a week or two weeks right you know
1: mm-hmm.
4: and um but you know i'm, I'm always um i'm always an anxious person. I always try to meet deadlines, and I'm, and um, it's a very, very important to me to you know please the editors and and the fans. So um, um I really don't understand. you really understand the the you know just you know I'm I'm doing art and um, you know, it doesn't matter if it's going to be late. Um, kind of thing. I'm not really because I, I live in a you know when you when you're an artist you're living in a bubble you don't really know what's going on unless you, you know, read, um, 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 websites that much. And, um, I, in our perspective, we actually thought that, um, deadlines are getting crazier because of dollar shipping and, um, that's, uh, our game right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm, I'm not really aware that, that aware of, of, of books getting, um, delayed, um, obscenely to be compared to, to what happened in, in the nineties. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm not really sure. Is, is that happening in Marvel
0: right now? or? I don't know. That, that seems to be the um, perception. Like, you know, um, like I know it was, it was especially prevalent when, like, um, Hitch was doing, like, the Ultimates. Like, obviously, the book looked fantastic oh, and beautiful. Okay. But, you know, the issues would come like, hey, it's going to be delayed by a month or, you know, whatever. Well, People or, just...
2: or even the book, like, um, Planetary. Yeah. It was like, what, 10 years for okay. 26 issues? Was it two, two and a half issues a year? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, by average? It's just, that's ridiculous.
3: I mean, it was fantastic once it got here, but it took a long time for it to get here. It was like waiting for a George Lucas movie.
2: Well, and, <laughs> and, and, and my, my, my point in bringing it up is, and obviously I know that publishers, you know, they have obligations to advertisers and printing costs and all those things affect the bottom line. But it's just that if it's going to be something that's going to take forever to come out, don't sell it as a monthly book. I mean, there used to be a time in the 70s and the 80s and perhaps even in the 60s where they would have in- inventory issues and fill-ins, and they would have young buck artists who and, and creators who were trying to come up, who they would cr- have, you know, create something that they can fill in the slot when so-and-so book is going to be late. But, I mean, I just hear a lot of people on this show and just in conversations in general, professionals, who are like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm really concerned about it looking good and it and it being good, and I want it to be good, too, but... I mean, if it's if it's monthly, make it monthly. If it's bi-monthly, say it's bi-monthly. If it's going to be a trade or a graphic novel, say it's that. But don't sell it as one thing and then you know screw your audience over later. Is my you know my is my point?
4: I guess. Well, I agree, and um, I, I think it, it's also you know it, it's possibly a, a different you know situation mm-hmm. on a different title. Like I guess we, for example, the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, it Used to be that they, like in Image Comics, they they want they, they they require for for three issues to be in the can before they publish, and right now we're actually you know we're still wrapping up issue three and issue one's about to come out, so and if something happens if I break my hand, for example, and that's, you know the series is sh- screwed, and um, I think I don't know it's it's, it's I guess it's necessary it's, it's a necessary uh, risk mm-hmm. and that you know it's. Um, it's short-sightedness. I'm not sure, but um, I'm 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 sure it wasn't the, the the intention when they started it out. So um, I'm not sure how how to solve it, other than make sure that the whole series is. This. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and I don't know if that's I'm even
4: not sure if it's possible to. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Financially, to, to to do that is like okay, wow, okay. <laughs> we spent a bunch of money and we haven't made one dollar yet.
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, and double shipping, man. Oh, what do you think of that?
1: <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> yeah um, Liil, I wanted to ask you a question about uh, about perception because one of the things that adrian um, adrian Adrian mentions you, and he always refers to you as the quiet superstar. yes, mm-hmm. really and and I'm wondering. <laughs> And because I mean you're, you're 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 below the radar, but I mean you're obviously somebody who's in, in demand and who does great work and mm-hmm. prolific. That's yeah. the other thing. Like yeah. you know,
4: um, I I I don't the superstar thing. I think it's um I think I owe it more to the title I'm working on, um, and I don't want to say this, you know. And, and, and my you know, let my editors hear it. Oh no <laughs> Marvel, you know, they decide about, you know, things about like like Patrick and all that stuff. Sure. Um I honestly think that I'm a superstar when I'm working on a superstar book. Mm. And um you know, it's like I guess, you know, like some actors are hot when they're working on action movie and but you know, when, when they do like Juno you know, or something like that. I don't know, like an indie mm. film, nobody yeah. watches it. I guess it's Sort of like that. Okay. But yeah, I, I you know I, I definitely owe my my popularity to the, to the characters I worked on, and uh, it's, I guess it's a symbiotic relationship. I think I have a like a, a quite a small um, loyal fan base who really mm. th- thinks the the world of me. Certainly. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, yeah, obviously not you know like a like a like an Adam Hughes kind of thing. Like everybody, you know, you mm. can't. It's impossible to hate Adam Hughes work. And if you do, you're an idiot.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm more of an artist that you know, kind of elicits some um, some some highly positive um, responses, and also you know I I, I, I got a few haters. No, <laughs> oh, okay. And um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, I think I, I'm I'm just you know, okay. You know, I I'm just lucky to to be sort of um, a writer favorite. And or an editor favorite or mm-hmm. I guess an, an artist favorite. Um, mm-hmm. I don't wanna be presumptuous but I'm I'm, I'm you know I'm I, that's enough for me to get to land good mm-hmm. jobs and mm-hmm. um, and also the you know, I have you know some, um a pretty loyal fan base which I can count on.
2: Well, no, I think the superstar uh, moniker is definitely deserved. Like Adrian said, you're very prolific. You do great work. Your mm-hmm. stuff is dynamic, mm-hmm. and um, and 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 it seems from the interviews that I read, uh, preparing to talk with you today, that you do ha- you do care about being considered responsible and someone that uh, editors can depend on, and trying to make deadlines and trying to uh, you know trying to stay within the schedule. Exactly.
4: So. Oh yeah, I'm 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 always I'm also frustrated um, that. Um, you know, I, I I actually got blamed for for how um, Ultimate Wolverine vs Hulk was late, and um, and, <laughs> and um, they 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 didn't know that you now that I did um, uh, New Avengers and Secret Invasion in between, mm-hmm. yeah. and I didn't stop working,
1: mm-hmm. and
4: um, also the Superior Thing, which was it was sort of like a deal with Marvel that was sort of like a trade they're letting us do do an icon book, which they are barely making money on, and then I think they they needed to, they really wanted us to to work on Marvel stuff, and mm-hmm. that's why you know Mark, um, Mark and I um, decided to um well we didn't really decide I think they made us do the <laughs> Avengers, mm-hmm. which was you know which was. You know eight months for six issues, you know, I think it's 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 uh fair, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a good uh case.
2: That uh, speaking of superior, uh, uh, Lin-El, that whole uh, Guinness Book of World Records thing, and you know, we're gonna make a comic book in the shortest period of time. When you first heard that idea, uh-huh. were you like, What, what are you talking about? What, what right, is this right. about? Yes. You know? <laughs> Oh,
4: good. I don't know, man. But it was great. Cause I, you know, I was sitting with Duncan Figueredo and. Um and uh, a lot of great artists right. that I look up to, and they're you know, they're what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> well, why, why, why is uh, Miller uh, making me do this? And um, I just did a cover, which is, right. you know, I spent like less than an hour on it, and I was like, oh, bye guys, I'm out of here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See you at the award ceremony. Right. <laughs> 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 and...
4: Wow. it was crazy but uh, i think they they, they pull it off and uh, felt sorry for the letter and, and layout artist yes they put the book together oh to man
1: <laughs> pass the book <laughs> yeah. <It's their> fault. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
2: definitely definitely um winding it down with the last kind of last two bits here uh laniel but um Looking at your uh, your DeviantArt page, uh, the info section, it looks like you're a bit of a of a skeptic, and so am I. Is that correct?
4: Oh yes, absolutely. Okay. And um, yeah, I'm, I've, I've, I've read your bio too. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, <Yeah. laughs>
2: okay. Well, I understand you're in Manila, and I understand that there's lots of Catholicism in the in the Philippines and Protestant Protestantism and and just religious belief in general, like just like it is here. Mm-hmm. But I was just wondering how yeah. how it is for you day to day in Manila, being around your family and friends, and you know, as a non believer.
4: Um, it's hard. Um, I'm, I, I'm you know, I have to be in the closet actually, because mm. not not because I'm going to be you know, uh, it, Philippines is actually very tar- uh, a tolerant c- country,
1: mm-hmm.
4: and nothing's going to happen to me. But I'll just you know, I just don't want to break hearts and you know,
1: mm-hmm.
4: and uh, make people sad that the uh, you know you're not you know. Believing the the same things that they do, so mm-hmm. that bit, you know, just uh, pr- trying to protect my feelings of my loved ones, but mm-hmm. um, and uh but you know, I'm, I practically live in the internet, so that's uh, I have a community, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's a support group basically, just, <laughs> just knowing people, you know, you know you're not alone and stuff like that.
2: Right. There's actually some
4: a small group in Facebook, Filipino free thinkers, and and, and there's also the Filipino now. Um, uh, Basically unbelievers and and whatever and and uh, it's lots of lots of different groups but small groups though. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I did a search and actually found some uh, Filipino mm-hmm. Freethinkers uh, Society and and a few other things mm-hmm. and uh, and I saw some of the books that you'd read, the Blank Slate, uh, Stephen Pinker's book, and uh, oh, and yeah. uh, and a couple others that I thought, okay, well, this, this guy's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: actually, recently I've, uh, there's uh, one of the biggest um. um Bookstores in the Philippines actually have, you know, the bestseller sections have a lot of books by Richard Dawkins and um, Steven Pinker,
1: mm-hmm.
4: which um, you know, very surprising to me because <laughs> how could how could those books be in be a bestseller list? Right,
2: mm-hmm. right, yeah. Well, many of them are Harris's books, and um, and quite a few of them have have made it into the uh, New York Times bestsellers over here, anyway. So, um, mm-hmm. but um, that was that actually brings me to uh, to another question. I have a personal request uh, for you, Laniel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you are one of the rare individuals on Facebook that has 5,000 Facebook friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I attempted to send you a, a friend request and was told he has reached his maximum. Right. Rejected in your face. Because 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 of our mutual uh uh beliefs or uh, our mutual lack of belief, but also too, because we have a lot of musical similarities, I said we well, might be actually a cool guy to be friends with and you know, kinda trade videos and and notes and stuff. So my request is this I need you to dump one of your Facebook friends. <laughs> <laughs> So that you can make room for me. And this could be somebody who's putting wax stuff in the news feed, pictures of their dog, they're taking pictures of their food. You know, somebody who's just let's not game, bringing it. us freaking game responses. Yeah, yeah,
4: exactly. There we go. Man, that takes out uh, about 50 right there. Gone. Just. I, will, I, will, I will look into that. I need to dump it. I need to dump about, about- 200 or so I think there was a Facebook list that allowed me to to add like 200 over the 5,000 and then let me do it so I will work on it
2: please do please do and before you dump them send me a personal message and say Swain the dumpage is about to go down (laughs) send your request through you got it man
4: hundred fifty... Ah, there
1: you <laughs> go.
0: That's my there man. You know. <laughs> Sway, stop. The, the swelling of your head is going...
1: It's going to explode!
2: But the the very last little bit I did want to cover with you was uh, is, is your interest in music. You're a musician and you played in bands, right?
4: Um yeah playing a band I'm not sure if I'm a musician <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah yeah i'm um, we, we had, yeah we had um i i when I was doing birthright, I was actually recording our band's music um at home, that was, uh, so I was, it was partly some of the, I think one issue was late because <laughs> I was recording at home. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I also got married
2: that year, so. There you go. There okay. There you go. Right. There you go. Right. That's a better excuse. Yeah. 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 yeah, there was good stuff going on all yeah. around. But, right, right, right. Um, but yeah, some some of your favorite bands are some of my favorite bands, man, the Smashing Pumpkins, Weezer, uh, Rooney. Oh, yeah. I, I, I hit the roof when I saw that you were a fan of Rooney because I'm like the only guy who likes Rooney. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I mean seriously, I, that I'd ever met. <laughs> Andy, so <laughs> say uh, but no, Death, Death Cat for Cutie and uh, Stone Temple Pilots, Dinosaur yeah. Jr. I'm I'm right there with you, brother.
4: Uh, recently, my wife and I are listening heavily to um, to Phoenix and uh, <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yeah. And now, now how does your passion for the for the music compare to your passion for the art?
4: Um, it's definitely on a very I'm more of a dabbler and um I did write um most of the songs in our in our record mm-hmm. <laughs> but um I it's definitely not something that I would it's, it's it, the, the passion is nowhere um um comparable to 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 drawing and art it's, it's just a, a hobby that you know mm-hmm. just I I dabble into so okay. <laughs> but I love listening to music though so it's yeah. a huge part of my life but yeah
2: I can I can definitely tell, man. I can, and you got great taste, so. Mm. Um, yeah, no, no 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 album of Linnell sings
0: the blues. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <okay.
4: laughs> we have four hundred fans, I think. Well, there you go. Okay,
2: yeah. Yeah. okay, you can fill fill a small rock club. There we yeah. go. <laughs> what's uh What's the name of your band, man?
4: It's uh, Marty McFly. Hey, oh I do. I do remember that. Hey. I do remember reading that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> that was before we found out there's a boy band named McFly, so Oh. Okay. And uh <laughs> Okay. But yeah, we, it's a, we we mostly um sing original songs, but um we, we do cover some weezer songs and um Okay. And um yeah we <laughs> I'm going you am know, I'm I'm a, I'm not sure if uh, you know. I'm gonna to try to send you an MP3 or something. Cool.
2: Yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you send me one, I'll send you one. How about that? Okay,
4: sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll email it to you.
2: Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And and you did a you did the uh, a cover for the Pinups, uh, Hello Pain. Oh yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a long time ago.
2: <laughs> yeah. But did they approach you or did you approach them? Because they're uh, they're a band based out of the Philippines, right? Oh,
4: okay. Yeah. Well, they they're basically friends, so. Um, they they were the ones who, who you know try to hook hook us up with gigs and stuff like that.
2: So yeah, oh cool, he, I know him personally. Okay, yeah, so. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Well, uh, I think we got everything in we wanted to yeah, get in. Um uh, And oh, and uh, you've got before we before we part with you and thank you again for doing this. Absolutely, uh, seriously, yeah, man. Yeah. You mentioned uh, before we start rolling the tape that uh, the Super Crooks hardcover came out um, uh, last month.
4: No, I think um, this week or last week. It was last sure last yet. week. Yeah, um, last I think, week. Okay. yeah um, my my copies are actually in customs, and I need to pay. Um,
2: okay, <laughs> I need
4: to pay customs charges. For it. <laughs> nice. But, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, and indestructible Hulk coming out on the thirty first.
2: Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And that's uh, that's bringing you and uh, and your Superman Birthright collaborator Mark Wade back together, right?
4: Yes. Yes. Yes.
2: Okay. All it's right.
4: A pleasure you know, to work with him.
2: Yeah, he's a great writer. He's a great writer. Well, everybody should go out and uh, and buy Super Crooks, and uh, and definitely uh, check out Indestructible Hulk and uh, Leneal Francis. You. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We appreciate you, sir. Man.
4: Oh, thank you so much. I'm, I I really am. I'm very flattered that you guys approached me, and you guys are the best interviewers, and especially you know the. the so you're art centric, and, and this, you know you're doing a great service to to a lot of aspiring artists. And uh, thank you guys. And sorry for the stuttering. And you know, this is not you know, I get nervous, and this is not exactly my first language. So. Okay, so no. you,
3: so, you, so you listen to the show, and you you ever heard me
4: stutter? <laughs> <Exactly>. so, <okay. laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine.
1: Exactly.